The following is intended for mature audiences only. Discretion is advised. Hey everybody, long time no see. It's me, Yamni Nabimadam, and I am back with a brand new episode of Pillow Fight. If you're new here, welcome. Every week my guests and I play a couple rounds of Fuck, Mary Kill and Would You Rather based on recent headlines and finish off each episode with some good old-fashioned truth or dare. This week, I'm joined by Rhea Carmona, an LA-based sex educator and podcast host. Her show, Was That Good For You?, covers all things sex and relationships and includes monthly listener-submitted Q&As. So if you have a problem you're dying to have solved, you should check it out. Outside of the podcast, she's a content creator and reworks jewelry for her vintage brand, Reliqua. You can find her across platforms at Rhea Carmona. If you like the podcast, give it a little like on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave a review. If you're more of a visual person, you can also watch these episodes on the Big Comedy Network YouTube channel. All that being said, let's get into the episode. Pillow fight, pillow fight. Is yours made of goose? We got feathers flying everywhere. Mine's made of goose. Pillow fight, pillow fight. This is so fun. Why is it so fun? Pillow fight. But I'm very excited to have you. And I feel like since the last time we talked, so much has changed. I just got like a a notification on my phone that the exposure notifications for COVID are going away. And I was it's crazy. It's really I don't know if it actually it's not really actually the end of an era, but it feels like one. In a weird way. I know. I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, they've officially declared like COVID over. And I was like, wow, that is just like so intense, especially thinking back to like, yeah, what we were all doing in like 2019 and 2020. And like the way that we got so used to life was just so different. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't been able to return to the way things were even though so many things have, but like my mental state just will never be the same as it was in late 2019. Yeah, definitely not. And honestly, in some ways it's good. Like, I feel like I'm better now at like saying no to going out or like, I'm like, I got like COVID weirdly made me like better with boundaries. Like I'm better at being like, I don't want to do that. It doesn't like feel right. So in some ways it's like good. I feel like in other ways I'm like, am I like socially awkward now? Like what? I feel that way too, for sure. I think that it really forced us to look inward and really like get comfortable with ourselves. And in one way, that's a really good thing. And in other ways, sometimes I feel like I know myself too well and I was not meant to know myself (laughs) so well. (laughs) We were not supposed to have this much time for self-reflection. Like we're, we're supposed to be like foraging more. Like we were supposed to be like worrying about like animals killing us more. Yeah, touching grass. There's so many things where I'm like, we are not evolved to be this way. Like, I remember taking a class in college that where they said that we're, as humans, only evolved to know 40 people for our circle to be maximum 40 people. And that's an insane thing. Like, I feel like for hundreds of years, we haven't been there. But especially now with so much reach, it's... It's insane. I like was looking at my close friends on Instagram the other day. And like, I think it depends on what you use your close friends for. Cause sometimes people will put me on their close friends and I'm like, I don't know you well enough for the stuff that you're posting on your close friends. But I specifically only use it for like, if like a friend needs like a roommate or you know what I mean? It's like, I threw a big party last week. So my close friends is like 110 people because I'm using it for things where I like 
it's essentially just like if I know you personally. But also I was like, what? Why is my close friends list 110 people? That's like, I shouldn't even know that many people. Speaking of the close friends thing, that's been so funny to me because I have been seeing so many people who I met like once or twice at a party. I know all the details of their relationship, like probably more than their partner does. And I'm, it's like, <laughs> have, are you telling this to a therapist? I hope so, because you should not be telling this to me. No, like your but, close friend should not suffice as you like venting about this ex. It's it's too much. I, I love, love it, frankly, because yeah. I love like drama that I'm not a part of. Mm-hmm. But also I'm like, are you good? It's like a reality show, but it's too real. Exactly. I saw a girl keeping like a spreadsheet of how many times her boyfriend was texting her good morning to like compile data that he wasn't like reaching out enough while they were long distance. And I was like, I, I shouldn't know. Like my brain just warped seeing this. I shouldn't know this. Therapy, therapy. Fuck. Mary. Kill. Fuck, Mary, kill. First one is that rock band Imagine Dragons surprised striking writers the Netflix picket line last week with acoustic renditions of Radioactive and Whatever It Takes. However, this show of solidarity resulted in a lot of online backlash, with some even accusing Netflix of hiring the band to put on an intentionally bad show in order to get the strikers to disperse. <laughs> Number two, Republican Congressman George Santos was indicted on 13 counts of criminal charges, including seven counts of wire fraud last week. Prosecutors say he defrauded donors and falsely obtained unemployment benefits during the pandemic. Despite this, he has pled not guilty guilty, and has not left his post in New York. These fraud charges come several months after his resume was called into question last year with some unverified claims, including a volleyball career ending in a double knee replacement, him having walked in New York Fashion Week, and once having appeared on Disney Channel's Hannah Montana. Though he's now a Republican congressman who has embraced anti-LGBT legislature, his former acquaintances said he used to compete as a drag queen in Rio de Janeiro and aspired to win Miss Gay Rio de Janeiro once upon a time. Number Mm -hmm. three, after Shakira and Tom Cruise were spotted hanging out in Miami during the Miami Grand Prix, rumors began circulating that Tom Cruise was auditioning Shakira for the role of his wife, as he has done many times through the Church of Scientology. So the Imagine Dragons concert at the picket line, George Santos's fraud and unverified claims, and the rumors that Tom Cruise may be pursuing Shakira. Fuck Mary Kill. What would you do? Whew, that is um, that's a toughie. Wow. Um, okay. Wow. It is. Who am I gonna kill here? I was uh, when you the second you brought up the Imagine Dragons one, I was like, "This has got to be my kill." But then you then you hit me with the George Santos, and now I don't really really don't know what to do here. Um, I'm gonna have to just based on like least problematic. I know for a fact I'm gonna have to marry, unfortunately, Tom Cruise and Shakira. Um, you know, Tom Cruise, short king. I that one is a toughie. He's genuinely gives me evil vibes Mm -hmm. he just is like he has those eyes that are like there's like nothing there you know what I mean but I think it's the least it's the least bad of the three so I'm gonna have to marry and also Shakira is is sick so you know you take a little bit of the bad with the good so I and that's what marriage is about right so I'm gonna definitely say marry Shakira and Tom Cruise story I am going to I'm going to have to fuck Imagine Dragon story. 
Um, cringe is all hell, but you know, the George Santos, it has to be, it has to be killed. Um, I actually matched with the lead singer of Imagine Dragons on Raya three years ago. Interesting. <laughs> did you talk or just match? We, I think I, I, we definitely did not, we didn't take it off app. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we might've had like exchanged a few sentences in the chat and never went further than that. And in my defense, it was like my first week on Raya. And it was like, I was just very excited about this new, you know, app. And this was like three years ago. It was like pretty exciting to be on it at the time. Mm-hmm. So anybody who was like, even remotely like culturally relevant, I was like, I have to just because in my defense, we never like went on a date or anything like that. So those are my answers. You had the opportunity, I guess, the F opportunity. And now the headline, you're effing the exactly. headline. It feels full circle. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, I think the, the Tom Cruise, like pursuing Shakira thing has like totally been put to rest. I think there's just, you know, people see them hanging out and it totally like the rumor mill like goes all the way down the line. Yeah, because I saw a headline this morning that she was seen with the, what's his name? The actual race car driver, Louis Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that they're going to just like connect her to any man she hangs out with this weekend. She's having a hot girl summer. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I think I would fuck the Tom Cruise Shakira thing. They're both hot people. And even if interpersonally they are bad news, that's like a one and done in and out sort of situation. Um, I, I, I have to kill the George Santos stuff. Although I do think he is such a good, like a, such a fun character to have going around he is really is like the the tangible effects of the the policies he supports etc not good but in terms of all the stories that are coming out about him and the backstories that he has made up like it is so the gift that keeps on giving and I am just he is like another one in this line of like Anna Delvey Elizabeth Holmes or shall I say Liz um who just like are like bad characters that are just so camp that I just can't look away. They like become fun to watch. It's like they become less evil, the more like ridiculous they become. And they just become like, like a reality TV character. Mm -hmm. I think like a lot of villains can take a lesson out of this book, you know? (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Because I feel like people are calling him like baby girl, mother on Twitter and stuff. (laughs) My God. Yeah, it is. It is intense. So yeah, that's, but now you have to marry Imagine Dragons. Yeah, I but it's it's the kind of thing where that's like cringe and annoying, but I do feel like there's parts of marriage that are going to be cringe and annoying and I do think them showing up to support it in whatever way is like a an act of love, I guess. So it They're, was a rumor that Netflix sent them there. It was a rumor, but I they they spoke out and were like no, Netflix didn't send us. We just wanted to show support to the writers because we believe the writers should be paid more like we're pro they're just you know these famous white guys who think yeah their presence and their songs are gonna make it better by being there which um god bless you know god bless the mormons (laughs) you know it's the kind of thing where like yeah it's annoying but their hearts were in the right place i guess yeah they mean well they mean well i i get that for sure it, it's just the kind of thing where I am like, 
they meant well, but I'm sure also they were trying to like they haven't had a hit in years. They're trying to yeah. have a it's a it's a it's 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 beneficial to them in some way that they're in the news this much this week. I think celebrity PR people are having a lot of fun setting stuff up with the picket lines and the writer's strike. Like Yeah. But some are doing better than others. Like Pete Davidson's pizza move, a lot better than this concert. Yeah, it all feels very, I mean, and I guess this is just like the nature of like PR and like celebrity culture. It all feels very like ridiculous and sort of like, for lack of a less pretentious word, like kafka Like it all just feels so bizarre, like that we're talking about like Pete Davidson, like delivering pizza or like Imagine Dragons, like performing at this like picket for writers who are like fighting for like a livable wage. Like this is all just like, imagine trying to explain this to a pilgrim. It's just shock. It's sh- I don't even know where to start with it. It's so so hard to not be performative because performance is the only way to actually support. Like, if they weren't going to show up and do these things, people would be upset. But if they do, it's like, are you just doing it for the attention? So there's, like, yeah. no way to win. But it's such a hellscape. And then I also saw recently, like, executives are upset about their pay now. And they want more pay. It's <laughs> just such a... Such a hilarious, all of this is like characters in Bojack. I feel like we're living in an episode of Bojack with the right Absolutely. And it's all extra funny considering like the past few years, all you've really seen in terms of news about Netflix is like how absolutely terrible they're doing. And they're like, stock is plummeting and they like aren't getting any new subscribers. It's just, it is shocking. They're cartoon villains for sure. Absolutely. And I've been seeing like Blockbuster tweeting like, you know, you guys did this to yourselves. Like, you left us behind for Netflix, but... Not Blockbuster coming in with <laughs> petty tweets. <laughs> like an ex-girlfriend. Bitter, jealous. You, you didn't know what so you had bitter. you had it. Who's but... running that account? Who's paying somebody to run that account? Blockbuster just needs to sell their soul and start a streaming service like everyone else. Yeah, I feel like people would be excited to support them. It's like, oh, They cute. absolutely like, would. Vintage. They should, actually. Okay, Blockbuster, if you're hearing this, million dollars. Hire us idea. as your business managers. We got you. <laughs> it's so funny, though. Like, you never know what's going to be that thing that takes off. Like, I remember when Amazon was, like, first coming out, mm-hmm. and I was in, like, school, and I would need something for a project or something, and I'd go to all the stores, and I couldn't find it, and then my mom would be like, okay, we should look on Amazon for this book, maybe. Yeah. And it was like the last resort thing. And now it's like everybody is doing all of their errands, shopping, watching TV, grocery shopping, everything on Amazon. You can buy things with your palm at Whole Foods. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's – I feel like I think about this all the time with social media too. It's like it was like Snapchat was the thing. And then Instagram started stories. And I remember everybody was like, Instagram stories? Like, that's just Snapchat. Like, I'm not going to use that. And then it's like, who the fuck uses Snapchat now? Mm -hmm. And then TikTok came along and everybody was like, this is just like some weird hybrid musically bullshit. And now Instagram is like out. And it's like, my number one used social media app is TikTok. So it's just interesting how things come and everybody's like very unsure at first. And then it just consumes you. There's too many. It's like, and also it's like, how how are you supposed to like know if you can trust anything anymore? It's like, I don't want to put my time into this until 25 million people are doing, doing it as well. Yeah. The stuff about like data concerns, I'm like, they already 
at any moment's notice they like the government could end my life so I'm just yeah I'm the same way honestly it's like whenever I see people who have like you know tape on their on their computer they're like oh you shouldn't do that like data and I'm always like to be honest they could clone my I don't care yeah I genuinely I hate to say I don't give a shit what they people are always like oh you did like 23 and me like now they have your DNA where are they I don't okay what do you want me to do about that what do you want me to do about that it's it's I mean I get being scared but I'm like you can't effectively avoid it without just dropping out of society the moment you're born you're on a list I'm not Mr. Robot I'm just a girl making silly videos online Mm -hmm. (laughs) at this point I just want like the correct targeted ads exactly I want targeted ads for things I actually want to buy other than that like do what you will with my information another funny thing to get targeted ads is so many particularly straight men that I know exclusively shop for clothes through Instagram ads really yeah I know so many guys who every time I compliment them on something they're wearing they're like yeah I got it in an Instagram ad because they're like guys who wouldn't normally like going shopping or like seeking out online shopping or anything like that like the experience is not fun for them but then they see something they like and they're like okay one click and I've got it yeah and now that's how they shop yeah, that makes sense because I feel like I, I'm a big shopper, so I, like, don't need Instagram ads because, like, I know exactly what I want and I'm usually essentially, like, already, like, buying it immediately. But I have, like, girlfriends who just, like, they're not shoppers. They don't care that much. And so much of what they have is also from Instagram ads. I think for somebody who's not really into, like, shopping, it's just easier to be like, yeah, this is actually kind of me and it's $25, you know, and it's, like, drop shipped. It'll be to my house in a week. That's easy. Let's do it yeah. for sure. And Instagram has all your information. You just like two clicks, it's done. Like don't have to exactly. off the credit card. It's wild. For me though, as someone who is a shopper, but is also really susceptible to ads, it's it's a bit horrifying yeah. that everything is is just constantly being advertised to me. Like I have to be, there's 10 steps ahead, things that I never knew I needed. I'll go to the store, I'll see something. And I'll be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't buy that. The next day it's in the Instagram ad. Like, are you sure? Exactly. That's me with like pretty girls on TikTok. Like if a pretty girl tells me to do something and it's going to like make my life better, I'm doing it every time. I've started eating like two Brazil nuts in the morning and taking a shot of aloe on an empty stomach and I'm taking like magnesium in the afternoon and it's like, does that, is, any, is any of it working? I don't know. There are so many like wellness devices and parts of a routine. Like the the wellness girlies on TikTok want me to have a four hour long morning routine. And yes. if I had the focus to make it happen, I would. <laughs> Absolutely. I did like a video about that, about like my, how like my everything shower is starting to like seriously affect my mental health. And it was mm-hmm. like my first video that kind of took off because everybody was like, no, same. Like I had to get like a shower chair because it's like I started to get dizzy with how long my everything shower has become. Yeah. It's, it's very intense. The way there's that, not like, room women... in the shower for all of those products. Absolutely not. I started like dry brushing, but I'm like I have no clue if I'm doing it right. I feel like I'm a horse. Like <laughs> I feel the same way. I don't know if I bought the right one. I don't know if I'm doing it right. But you can bet your ass that if I accidentally forget to do it, I'm anxious. I'm like fuck. I forgot to dry brush. It's no, but it's gotten to the point where like I'll remember to do stuff like that, and then I'll like leave the house forgetting to wear deodorant like the things that are actually (laughs) the main things that I should be doing exactly because there's too many niche little things that I have there's too many steps there's genuinely too many steps 
let's play a game of would you rather a freaky friday sequel is in the works at disney with both lindsay lohan and jamie lee curtis set to return to do their roles from the 2003 classic for anyone living under a rock, in the original movie, Lohan and Curtis play a mother and daughter who wake up one Friday having magically swapped bodies. Obviously, Disney is not going to get into this, but I will. Would you rather have sex while inside your mother's body or have your mother walk in on you having sex? I, ooh. Okay, I'm going to throw a little bit of dark humor in the mix. My mom's dead, which makes this extra funny. Um, <laughs> so, so, and, she, you know, she died sort of young. So the, the mother that I think of is in her prime. She had a pretty banging body, I will say. My mom had a great body. She had big fake boobs. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing, but also the kind of person she is. If she walked in on me having sex, she would have been, she would have made it literally the funniest thing in the entire world and would have been so chill about it and would have just been like, all right, I see you and like walked out and then like probably made a joke about it at dinner and then never spoke about it again. So knowing who she was as a person, I have to say, have her walk in because she would have just been, she was like very like friend mom vibes and very much like, do you need a condom? Do you need a snack kind of mom vibes? And I feel like it would actually be really chill. I can see why yeah. people would choose the other if they have like a very conservative mom that they like don't have that kind of like friendly relationship with. But I think the way that she was, that one would actually be easier than like knowing that I was like fucked in her body, which feels a lot more like visceral. I think that I would rather have sex in my mother's body if it was not as long as it was not my father. Oh, true. But also, like, what's the alternative? Is it, like, your partner? Because that's also, like, it would have to be a stranger, I feel like. Like, I think I would have to seduce a stranger as my mother. That's tough. I think also with the walking in one, it's, like, it really, for me, I feel like depends on the position. (laughs) Yeah. Because I feel like it's, like, a lot easier to get. The easiest would be, like, missionary under the covers. Yeah. Like the last thing I want is to be like walked in on by a parent where I'm being fucked like doggy style, like holding on to like the rails of the bed. Like that's so much worse to me than than like a position where maybe I'm being a little bit like covered by someone. Yeah, like a a spooning, a spooning sort yeah, of spooning. situation. I can handle a spoon, I can handle a missionary. I don't know if I can handle like a doggy style or like a me on top situation. Do you think there would be a worse or better position to be having sex in your mother's body in? That's a tough one too. I'd say probably best would be like, this all feels terrible. Probably best (laughs) feels like maybe doggy, but like laying down. Okay. Like face in the pillow, and you can kind of yeah. just be like, "This is this this will be over in a minute, and everything will be fine." Versus like some position where we're where we're both very like aware of each other's bodies and aware of each other's like faces. Like I don't think I want to like picture the other person like looking at my me and my mother's body and being like, "Damn, this is hot." Like I I don't want to see. I don't yeah, want to see what they're. I don't want to like see what they're seeing or them or have them be seeing much of me. Exactly. I want to be like the least perceived as possible. So for me, that feels like face down in the pillow doggy style. Everyone's blindfolded. <laughs> and every, and like the, it's pitch black dark. 
Elon Musk announced in a tweet on Thursday, May 11th, that he will be stepping down as Twitter CEO in as soon as six weeks. His new replacement is set to be former NBC executive Linda Yaccarino. Obviously, Twitter has really been through a roller coaster since Elon bought the app. I'm really curious how the replacement will fare, and I'm also really curious about how Jack Dorsey and the whole team that sold Twitter to Elon Musk feels about all this. So I want to know, would you rather watch something you built get destroyed and know you played a part in its fall or have the responsibility of cleaning up a mess that you didn't start? Oh my, wow. My initial instinct is to say that I would rather see something I built fall um, only because... Frankly, I hate responsibility and I especially hate responsibility that I'm taking on for another person. Um, so I feel like I would have to say, and also it's not like they didn't get like paid a so much, money. you know, some ridiculous amount of money that no one person ever needs in their entire life. So it's like, you know, Twitter had a good run. If I like saw something built and it was great for a time and I got, you know, 15 years out of it, however long. And then I got like a payday and I get to just be like, this is somebody else's problem now. That doesn't sound as terrible as having to clean up some like man child's mess, some man child's mm -hmm. billion dollar mess that they essentially made for fun. And also Twitter's become so loaded. Like, you know, it's so like politicized now. It's so intense over there. It's frankly become a lot less fun than I feel like it was a few years ago and it's like I just I don't want the smoke to be honest it's like walking like being president after somebody's like tanked the economy where like your exactly approval rates are gonna be low for your whole term even if yeah you are actively like fixing things just the perception of you is going to be bad regardless my Absolutely. initial thought when I like posed the question was I would rather like come in because it's not about me really but now thinking about it more I think there's so much like opportunity to like be silly about it when you leave and it's no longer on your hands anymore and I think also people kind of miss the era that you had or whatever and that kind of like opens you up to be able to do something new even if you like fumbled it at the end like you still have the credibility of having made something good. Exactly. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> and I'm yeah. dying a hero every time. <laughs> My friend went on a first date with a guy and after the date, he bought her a $60 yearly subscription to a screen time blocker app. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of like an insult and an amazing gift at the same time. I was going to say, is it like, that to me is nice if she on the date was like venting about the fact that she like spends too much time on her phone, but it's like major shade if she like was on her phone too much on the date and that was his way <laughs> of being like, get your shit together. <laughs> I think she was venting about it. They're actually now in a relationship fully, so. Oh, cute. Okay, that's the start nice. of something good. But if I had I like picked like up my phone a few times on a date and <laughs> and then they sent me that, I'd be like, oh, wow, okay. But I that's kind of here. an ideal way to like fuck up a date that you get paid for it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's also the thing when you download a new app is you have to take the time at the beginning to like teach the app what you want. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also hard too when you are any sort of like, you know, artist or creative or, you know, 
you know, person who has like kind of like garnered any sort of following because it's like, oh my God, I have to like start over and like get people to like be interested enough to like follow me on here as well. And it's just like that in and of itself is such an undertaking. And it's like, I can't like, I can't pedal myself anymore. I've hit my limit Mm -hmm. in terms of pedaling myself. And to come up with content for like six different platforms at the same time is just more than your brain can do while also living a life in the real world. Yeah. I lose it when I have to make like TikTok and Instagram content. I'm like, fuck, this day sucked. Yeah. And I'm currently at a place where even my TikTok that I've taught what I want is starting to feed me things that I am getting upset by now. Yeah. Um, Like all of my TikTok feed is just diagnosing me with mental health disorders or... Well, that's the thing that's like TikTok is almost too good. It's like... You know, like I said, I got on this, like, somebody, some hot girl said to eat tubers on that today. And so, like, I, I bought them literally yesterday. And my partner was like, why are you buying Brazil nuts? And I was like, I don't know, because somebody <laughs> on the internet told me to. And I was like, maybe you should take two of them, too. And my whole feed that day was just girls talking about Brazil nuts. It's like, it's too good. It's like, okay, I, I already did it. You got me. Yeah. Like, I bought the Brazil not nuts. Anymore. Like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah, I just, I just, I came on the app and I just wanted like silly videos, girls being silly and funny. And yeah. like, I used to get like people doing roller skating tricks and people tufting rugs and I miss that. I Wholesome that. content. And I don't want to have to sit through like 17. And also these things that are like, you have a problem with this. They never tell you how to fix it. They're just like, you have a problem. And then I see someone comment. So how do I make it better? And then they're like, follow me. And find out I'll be posting a video in a week about this. And it's like, it's too much. Like I'd rather just live my life undiagnosed and just be like, you know, I don't know, a bitch or like a little bit like unwell. Like just, it's fine. Just, I can't, yeah, I can't keep like putting labels on every single thing that I like do and am because it's just, Mm -hmm. it's becoming too much. Cause I feel like the second you label it, you're like, okay, well now I have to do, now that I've labeled it, I have to like do something about it. Mm -hmm. I have to like fix it versus just being like, I talk shit today. That's a, it's okay. Like tomorrow I'll be, I got the evil. I'll be better tomorrow. Yeah. It's like emotional edging. You're like, yes. Starting to help yourself, but you can't, you can't feasibly finish that in any foreseeable future. So, and then it's just like on your mind and you're like, uh, like are people thinking exactly. this about me now? And then we have such short attention spans that it's like by the time I've like maybe wrapped my head around it, I've, I'm now self-diagnosing some other thing mm-hmm. or, you know, focusing more on like my morning aloe shot on an empty stomach whatever the fuck it is like some insane thing that somebody taught me to do so yeah I I would love to be free but it's it's like an addict it's so an addiction and then it like gets your cortisol so high I'll be like it'll be 10 a.m and I'm already like panicking at the beginning of the day but that's where the the screen the screen time app comes in handy I guess like she, my friend now has social media blocked until 11 a.m., which I think would be extremely good for me. I think it'd be good for me too. But then see, it goes back to this. I saw this TikTok the other day where this girl was like the best way. She's like, I know I'm going to get shit for this. And this is like maybe not the healthiest, but like the best way to force yourself to wake up earlier because I'm trying to like become more of a morning person is immediately go on your phone. She's like, I know that sounds terrible, but like, it does sort of like spike some cortisol in you and it kind of like, you know, gets your, your eyes have to adjust to this like fake light. And like, it's, that's not maybe the healthiest way, but if you wake up 
at 5 a.m. and you just try to like, you know, have a breakfast and have this like nice morning and meditate, it's going to be a lot harder to train yourself than if the first thing you do is like go on your phone and check Instagram. And like eventually you can work, you know, out of that once your body is like physically used to waking up early. But she was like, take the unhealthy route. Like the best way to wake up early is set the alarm for 5 a.m. and immediately go on your phone for 10 minutes. Maybe you need like to allow yourself to from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. to be on it and then block it from 5.30 a.m. to 11 Yeah, like no phone at breakfast. No, no phone for the first like hour of work. But like to get yourself awake, you can do it. It's about balance. I have that issue though where now like I'm able to wake up, but the issue that's hard for me is getting out of bed. And being on my phone is one of those things where I'm like, if I can be on my phone in bed, like why would I ever leave my bed? Like I don't have to get out of here because I have all this dopamine in my bed exactly and then especially if you do any sort of like online works and you just like convince yourself that you're being productive it's like I'm like responding to comments or I'm like you know editing a video or I'm you know what I mean like whatever the case is it's like you can convince yourself essentially to stay in bed all day on your phone if you really wanted to because you can do so much from your phone I, I feel so like averse from my computer now like that feels like hard work to do anything on my yes. computer and I like it got pretty bad to the point where I was like watching TV on my phone and then I got an iPad and I was like, okay I can watch TV on the iPad so like at least I yeah. have that but I'm still so averse to just opening my laptop same I call it computer work like if like Helen will be like what do you have to do today I'll be like oh I want to like do this this then I have to do some computer work like as if it's like a thing like computer work is like its own sort of work that like does it counts as its own separate subsect of working do we just accept accept that we have fallen into the void of technology and consumerism yeah. and just the government has our DNA and we just are on our 24 7 that's it mm-hmm just live the best life we can, given all of that. Exactly. Exactly. What's insane to me is that there's, like, people I know and spend time with who just are so much less online and they just spend their all the hours they have in the day back. Like, all the hobbies they can spend time on. <laughs> it's crazy. My My partner got off social media last year. And, like, off all Twitter, Instagram, everything. He even, like, deleted Reddit for a while. And it was, like... There's just no, you can't scroll. There's nothing you can do on your phone. You know what I mean? Without any of that. There's, unless mm-hmm. you're texting and he like has, you know, quite a like small circle. So it's just like, he's just not on his, like he'll like forget his phone places and just be all day without it. And we'll forget. Like he won't, like I'll call him and then he'll come back like three hours later and I'll be like, why didn't you come back? And he'll be like, oh, the phone was like in the guest house. I don't know. I don't, I don't look at it. And I'm like, this, we live such different lives. I think also there's sort of a safety component where like I don't feel safe without it now. Yeah. But my my friend was like they need to invent a rape whistle with Apple Pay so that you can leave your phone at home. Absolutely. Because that's the thing too is it's like it must be nice for him to be able to like take the dog on like a night walk and not bring his phone. But like I would mm-hmm. never – first of all, I've rarely taken her for a night walk. But if I am, I'm absolutely having my phone on me. And like – He'll yeah. go on these like late night walks with her with headphones in. And I'm like, I would never, never. I need yeah, to be aware at all times of what's going on. I need to be able to like text my best friend descriptors of like, you know, the last thing I saw before I was thrown into a trunk. So I, I want to be a headphones in public girly so bad. And I'm just like genuinely too much of like an on edge person. Like I just can't. It makes me very anxious to not be able to hear what's going on. I need to know if like some ruckus is happening yeah. in the corner of a store in case I got to get out quick like I just I am not I can't be a headphones in public early 
I think a one AirPod in is like the the solution to that. Yeah, one AirPod in I could probably do. Okay, so truth or dare? Let's start with truth. Okay. Who is like a celebrity or public figure that you would say is your problematic fave? Like they're Ooh. probably not good, but you still like them. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, oh, you know who it is? This is such an insane one. Uh, the, I mean, he's like an actor, I guess. He's like a, he, but he was like a, uh, like a sports commentator for a long time, but Michael Rappaport. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know why I find him endearing. I don't know why. And every time I tell somebody I love him, people are like, what is wrong with you? And I don't know (laughs) what it is. And I genuinely do not usually find like loudmouthed, very opinionated men endearing. And something about him to me, I think it's because I watch too much like atypical, but I like like him now. And like I, I can't not like him. He's a comforting father figure sort of feeling after watching atypical yeah and even now when he like says something he's not like maybe like the most problematic person but even when he says something that's like he's such like you know bully or he says something that's just like total like asshole I'm just like he's just being silly like I'm like I find myself like defending I'm like he's just he's he's being silly like you don't you just don't understand Michael like I like I just like don't know Mm -hmm. why but I have like fallen into this rabbit hole where I'm defending him at all costs yeah it's really like it is really like a father's relationship where it's like, I'll forgive you being so crazy. And like, I wouldn't for maybe someone else, but it's because like, exactly. I exactly. He's like, become I... that for me. Yeah. Like I'm like, he doesn't know what he's saying. I'm like giving him this like insane. <laughs> like, like, it's like it has gone way too far. So it's like, yeah, a lot of people consider that like my celebrity red flag, but it is what it is. <laughs> I feel like there's worse ones to have. Absolutely. What was the like most recent thing he did? He did something, it wasn't like that recent, but I remember I saw him like in headlines. It was like less than six months ago. He said something like really shitty about some player. I don't remember the details at all. Um, But he like did something recently where he like, he like came for a player in a way that was like really low blow and people were like very upset at him for it. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he did something recently where he was like, he, like, went too far with, like, how mean he was. And people were, like, yeah. very upset about it on Twitter. It's, like, hater vibes. He is. And you know what? He is a hater. But I yeah. I can appreciate a hater who knows that they're a hater. Like, the, my least favorite – I watch a lot of trash TV. My least favorite villain is a villain who, like, pretends they're not a villain. I mm-hmm. love somebody who just leans into it. Who's just, like, yes, I am awful. And it's it makes them, like, more palatable to me for some reason. And I feel like he's that. Like, he's like, yes, you I am You feel less asshole. guilty. You feel less guilty liking them when they own their bad behavior. Exactly. Because it doesn't feel like I'm, like, supporting somebody who's, like, gaslighting people. He's like, no, I yeah. really am this person. It's a character. You're like... Exactly. He's a character <laughs> to me. He's absolutely a character to me. And he's one of those people that, in my mind, I'm like... It's kind of like a one of those, like... Gordon Ramsay things where it's like his persona is to be an asshole but he goes home and he's like nice and like kind to children and like old ladies on the street that's what he is in my he's become in my head like he puts on this front but he's like not that person yeah I think it's so hard to be a hater when you're a famous person because so many people get to be haters privately yes and when you're that famous you don't really have the option to 
have those like inside thoughts necessarily. Exactly. I mean, you have I like a whole PR team. Not say them, but yeah. Other people can just like talk shit to their friends. Exactly. I feel like his PR team is like their this is they're like this is their nightmare job, but it's that's funny to me. They have such insane jobs and such like funny messes to clean up and I'm sure they're always like morally not always in alignment with like what they're having to fix and defend. I always feel like when a celebrity's PR person quits, that's when you know like they're in some real bad shit. Like when Army Hammer's PR person quit as like okay, yeah, that's that's the confirmation. <laughs> Exactly. Because I feel like, like you said, when you're a celebrity PR person, it's like you kind of sign up for having to like do a little bit of like the dirty work. And if it's like Mm -hmm. if the dirty work has gotten that dirty that you can't do it anymore, especially like if you're the head of PR for like Army Hammer's team, you're getting paid, you know, pretty good money. It's like I feel like I can't I just literally can't do this anymore. Like, yeah, it's, it's gone too far. Whatever you've done has gone too far. Okay, I have a truth and a dare. Okay, truth or dare. Okay, I'll go with the truth first. Okay, um... What was the last moment that you were like, wow, I am a fucking hater. I just made, I just did a hater ass move. (laughs) I feel like, so something that I have really been working on is to like actively quell my hater urges because I think being a hater has made me feel more self-conscious because then I'm like, if I'm being a hater, then everybody must be hating on me. Yes. Um, I feel like my biggest hater moments usually are about people hating. Like, oh, okay. I'm trying to think of something where I was just like, kind of uh, unadulterated hate. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's a green flag that you can't think of one. Oh, I know a guy that I like just knew in high school, college, and he had a baby recently. Okay. And he's been posting a lot of thirst traps with the baby, including one recently that was, like, skin-to-skin contact. Like, they say it's skin-to-skin contact. And he was shirtless with, like, his abs out. (laughs) And I was texting that picture to everybody I knew, being like, this is the most (laughs) embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, this like <laughs> some people and also it's just like so when somebody my age has a kid I think I am a bit of a hater unless it seems like they are earnestly going to be a good parent but yeah I just feel like so many people I, I knew you not long ago being a total mess like you are not ready to bring life into this world so I think that brings out my haterness frequently I feel like I, I've been trying better lately too to be like, I don't need, I used to like, my best friend and I used to talk a lot of shit and we'd like say we're getting the evil out. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, if it's in like the safe space of like you and your best friend and you're not like, you know, tweeting yeah. it or something, it does feel like not as bad, but also it like, that does seep into other things. And like you said, it can make you like self-conscious or, so I've been trying like harder to be less of a hater too, but there's certain things that you just you have to screenshot and send out. Yeah. Like you just have to screenshot. Like I get my, I'm Hispanic and so is my best friend. And we both have this thing when like, oh, like a white woman comes back from vacation from like a Spanish speaking country and they start like all their Instagram stories are in Spanish and they don't speak it or like yeah. 
like their next three like Instagram captions where they start like responding to people in the comments in Spanish and it's like this this <laughs> is like it's such a that's so cute for you it's so cute that you love the culture but like I I'm sending this to every single one of my like other Latina friends and I'm sorry yeah. we're clowning on it we're clown I'm sorry we have to clown on it yeah that is that is for sure very funny like <laughs> you just took on a new persona on your vacation and then you're gonna return to your life as a white woman <laughs> like that is exactly like yes hispanic core i love this for you i love this journey for you <laughs> uh, another thing that's really funny to me is when like a girl who's always had long hair like gets like a shoulder length lob and is like oh this is the shortest my hair has ever been and i'm like you were a bald baby you know <laughs> like i don't know you this isn't that crazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They do the whole transition video. They just it becomes yeah. yeah. Anything where somebody like makes something their personality overnight, I'm I'm usually like being sort of a hater on, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it it feels like inauthentic. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes I'm like, this deserves to be a little bit hated on. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not totally an advocate for like this whole like bring back bullying moment, but. A little bit in some way in sometimes I think there's gentle criticism and bullying and I think those are different things yes absolutely yes finding yeah. the line sometimes is hard for me but I'm trying to be better <laughs> mm-hmm. because I think like in the same way where I'm like I'd be self-conscious if people were hating on me like I'm not there's things where I deserve feedback but I think also at the same time everybody's like trying their best and yeah, absolutely. They don't need like it it makes people worse to be like really mean to them. Yeah. Like, it makes absolutely. them get defensive rather than be like reflective of whatever they're doing. So Exactly. And oftentimes yeah. I feel like they end up like leaning into things way harder when that happens too. It's mm-hmm. like it definitely like does not make the situation better for anyone. Yeah, another thing that I, I hate I hate is when people are really like bring their online dating stuff online to the public forum a lot like that is that is I'm like okay I, I get why this person was like ghosted you or whatever like I don't know, yeah. remember West Elm Caleb like that was that was yes me crazy there As was one ADHD, a few days ago yeah who just like I just forget to respond sometimes <laughs> like I was just like I it's not it's not abuse to ghost somebody you went on one date with I don't like yeah no and also it's like things just become so big now that it's like this person who maybe deserved like you know a talking to from their friend to be like you should be more communicative becomes like the villain like this like villain to like millions of women who are like just now projecting every time they've been ghosted onto them and it's like it is shocking how that happens but I saw a similar one where this this person definitely it's so funny when somebody definitely thinks they're gonna make a TikTok and like go viral for being in the right and then it just goes mm-hmm. the opposite way. And this person was essentially like, I'm never going on a date again with this guy because he like didn't order like a side of sauce because it costed extra. Because it like cost extra. Like yeah. he like ordered something and they were like, is a a side like can I get like a side can I get cheese on the burger? And the guy was like, it's two dollars three dollars extra for cheese, some ridiculous number. And the guy was like, oh, okay, I'll just take it as a hamburger. And the girl like 
went in on him afterwards being like, can you imagine? Like, I'm never going on a date with this guy again. Like he wouldn't splurge for the $3 cheese. And everyone in the comments was like, who the fuck would pay three extra dollars for a slice of American cheese on their burger? Like that is a green flag. And you were so in the wrong here. I think that we're also just like in a really hypercritical society that we like don't give people chances who could be people that we're, we like or are going to have good relationships with because we like see the tiniest thing and interpret that as like a red flag that's important instead of yeah like looking at the bigger picture and like looking at patterns of behavior and then looking at their character because like yeah a slice of cheese is not does not say anything about your your integrity or your character or your kindness <laughs> it's nothing yeah nothing at nothing whatsoever if that's what you're gonna leave someone behind on then that's that's a you problem again therapy yeah absolutely but yeah you're right it's like it's so easy I feel like we even do it to ourselves a lot of times on social media where it's like you kind of get boxed in you're like I'm this person online now and it's like it's so easy to just take one personality trait or one like thing you like or do and like kind of feel like you have to just like become that person and that is so stressful should I give you a dare Sure. If you have like a group chat that you commonly have with friends. Yeah. Um, send them a ranking of the order in which you think their feet would smell. One being the nicest smelling feet and the lowest one being the least nice smelling <laughs> feet. <laughs> oh my God. I, I unfortunately and unfortunately, I guess it's like nice that I have like a decent amount of friends, but unfortunately, like I hate group chats and I am in so many of them. Like, just a shocking amount of two, three, four-person group chats. It's also the kind of thing where, like, every event has, like, one-person variation of the same, like, ten group chats. Exactly. It, like, all like of every- my group chats have, like, some variation of the same four people. And mm-hmm. sometimes there's more and sometimes there's less. Um. Okay, so I have a group chat with – it's essentially, like, me, my best friend, her fiancé – my boyfriend and our like single best friend. So it's like three girls and two guys. It's probably like my closest. It's like the five of us in the group chat. So it's a perfect <laughs> one. And we actually weren't in a group chat, all of us together, but we just got put in one last weekend because we like went to the fair and we like made a group chat to like coordinate the fair. So the group chat is called Fair Children and I'm ranking in order of feet smell. The extra funny part about this is, like, I know one of the girls is, like, on set working today. Like, Kellen is in the guest house right now working. He's going to be like, what's going on in her office? Like, (laughs) the two, like, the best friend and her fiancé are, like, you know, tasting cake for their wedding next week. (laughs) Okay, so I'm definitely ranking Gabby first because she hates – she's one of the people that hates feet. Like, she doesn't even want to, like, see your – she doesn't even want to see them. Like, she can't handle it, which, like, if somebody doesn't like feet that bad, it usually tells me they're probably very cleanly. Like, you know, like, I mean, they're very hygienic, I feel like, about their own feet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm putting Kellen second, my partner, because he has actually, like, very severe OCD and is, like, the cleanest person I know because of it. The ferocity in which that man, like, cleans his ass is something, like, that you've never seen before in a straight That's man. amazing. It's shocking. It's, like, the first time I saw him do it, like, the first time we showered together, I was, like, I thought he was doing a bit. Like, I was, like... <laughs> And then I, like, went, like, the second time we showered together, I, like, went to grab a bar of soap from his shower. And he was, like, don't use that. And he's, like, that's my that's my ass soap. Like, specifically, he's, like, ass soap. And I was, like, oh, okay. Good to know. That's good. 
It is, honestly. It's I've never seen anything like it. Too many men walking around with like some toilet paper chunks on their butthole, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Abs that's a no from me. Ranking and I have some shit talking at the top. Ranking in order of foot smell from good to bad, and then I ranked them in order. Why? I want to know your reasoning for the guy who you put last. Just his feet genuinely stink. Okay. I know. I love. I love Ryan. He's he's Gabby's fiance, but he just unfortunately has, has stinky feet at the end of the day. And if we're all hanging out as a group and he's taking them off, it's a thing. You know, stinky feet are stinky feet. It doesn't doesn't mean you're a bad person. Exactly, and it's like an end of the day thing. He's not like not, you know, he's not like hygienic or anything. So Mm -hmm. that's the group. I put me above Beth only because Beth works on her feet and works a ton, and is also like exact. And she's like very like nature and like really like active in a way that I'm not. Mm -hmm. So just based off that, she had to get second to last. Seems like you put a lot of thought and consideration into it. (laughs) I really did. I, I tried to do it as you know as. As well, as good as possible. So, uh, I was gonna. I have. I think might be an easy dare. We'll see. I okay. was gonna say, um, read a, a draft in your Twitter from your Twitter on the Twitter oh, topic. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I've got a lot of drafts in there. Oh, here's my most recent one. When I tell someone about my dog and they don't ask to see a pic, dot 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 jail. <laughs> That's a good one, honestly. That deserves to be tweeted. That's so true. <laughs> I feel like people are there's a moment of really like hater like hate towards dog people right now on Twitter. So Yes. I don't know. It's like when did this become a targeted demographic? But I know, it's so interesting. But also it's like there's a lot of hate toward people who like don't like animals. So it's like you ha- again, you have to find the middle ground, yeah. I guess. You have to be someone who likes animals, but doesn't like baby talk to your animal but when you have a really adorable animal that's how you're how are you not oh yeah I talk to my animal like it's there's no tomorrow she, her yeah. vo- like we have like the guava vo- her name's guava we have like the guava voice and it's like become like exclusively the voice that we use with each other now and like in that if you're in the house you're speaking in the guava voice and it's mm-hmm. unfortunately become one of those people for sure that's my whole life and yeah I sing him songs <laughs> you know it's just like, why would it die? It's not exactly. Anyone. No, it's it's wholesome behavior. It's better than sitting around, you know, hating, sending out Instagram photos. So we're being better exactly. people because of our dogs. The people hating on it, they could use an animal to regulate their emotions. So they would hate less if they had a dog. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It was so fun to chat about all this crazy stuff going on. Where can yeah. my listeners find you? Uh, so uh, my own podcast as well, my sex education podcast, which is Was That Good For You? And it's just on all podcast platforms. Um, and then I'm just Rhea Carmona everywhere. Very easy. Thank you so much to everyone who listened to my first episode back. I had such a blast recording it, and I am very excited for the guests I have lined up for the next couple of weeks. Be sure to check out Raya's podcasts and socials as well as mine. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this feed so you never miss an episode of Pillow Fight ever again. Catch you guys later. Love ya. Bye.